Hello everyone and welcome to the latest dairy pod. I'm Rory McDonald from the Dairy Australia farm team. Today's guest knew a lot more about large-scale industry than milking cows when she and her husband took over the family farm in New Zealand. With her corporate background and a fresh set of eyes, Jana Hawkins started transforming the farm into a more efficient business that reduced waste in time, effort and money. Once her own farm business was humming, Jana then wrote The Lean Dairy Farm, a book which explains how every farmer can take the principles used in multinational industries and implement them onto their own farm. Talking to Westwick Dairy Extension Officer Michelle Muir, Jana steps through some of the basics of how you and your team can transform your farm into a lean business machine. Welcome to Dairy Pod, Jana. Um, could you start by telling us a bit about your off-farm background and what you did in the corporate world? Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Good to be here. Um, so, yeah, my background is in mechanical engineering. And so I studied mechanical engineering. And when I left uni, I joined a Toyota Motor Corporation in Melbourne. So they had a manufacturing facility back then um, in Melbourne. And so I started working with them. And then a few years later, I got transferred with Toyota over to their European um, headquarters in Belgium in Brussels. So I spent another few years working with Toyota uh, over there across all their manufacturing um, operations. And so what I guess Toyota taught me was all about process and efficiency. And so the Toyota production system is quite famous around the world. And in the outside world, it's, it's known as lean manufacturing. And it's about basically uh, producing a product or a service in the most efficient way possible. So with the highest quality, with the lowest cost, um, delivering what the customer actually wants um, with the, the most value add and with the least waste. Um, and so after learning all of those practices and I guess the philosophy around um, creating a product with as little waste as possible and in the most efficient way and with the lowest cost, I then the, the sort of natural progression, I guess, out of that kind of a role with that kind of experience is to go into consulting. And that's what I did uh, about 12 years ago. So I moved into um, consulting about 12 years ago and I started basically helping all sorts of companies and in all sorts of sectors. So I started working in not only manufacturing, but in healthcare, in finance um, and banking, in IT, in mining and defense, um, in rail and construction. So you can see pretty much every sector. Um, and I started helping these big businesses to apply the same kind of philosophy out of Toyota, but into their own um, businesses. And what it really proved to me was that this philosophy um, and this way of, I guess, working was applicable to every type of business, whether you were a, a manufacturing business or a product oriented business or a service of, um, type of business. And it really created results for these businesses because a lot of it was just really simple common sense. Um, and so that's what I was doing sort of for the last, yeah, 12 years before my husband, um, or yeah, last 12 years and about eight years ago, my husband decided it was time to return to the family farm. So you caught the dairy farming bug. Uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't say that I caught it. <laughs> I struggled. I struggled. I have to admit I had struggled for a few years, but, um, but yeah, but now we're quite settled into it. <laughs> So tell us about your farm, Yana, and how that works with your husband. Yep. So, um, so we returned to the farm about eight years ago, and it's a family farm. It's fourth generation. So Matt is my husband is fourth generation, and our kids will be, I guess, fifth generation. 
So it's been around since 1890. So there's quite a lot of history, um, but it didn't start as a dairy farm. It was a sheep and beef, uh, sorry, it was a draft horse farm actually in the, in the 1890s. And then it converted into sheep and beef and then eventually in the 70s into dairy. And so um, at the present day, I guess it's, um, we've got two dairy platforms. We had around a thousand cows across the two dairy platforms. So about 450 on one and 550 on the other. Last season, we made a strategic decision due to droughts and all of those kind of things that we were going to reduce cow numbers and focus on more efficiency and production per cow rather than number. And so we reduced down to about 920 cows in this last season going um, that we've just had. And we've had record production, more production than we've ever had with a thousand cows. So it's been really, um, really interesting. And um, we also then have a dry stock um, property that uh, we have all our young stock um, on. We do maize um, and hay, and we also have bulls um, and a bit of beef um, on there as well. You've got it all covered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what makes what's the process of making your dairy farm a lean dairy farm been and what outcomes it had for your farm? Yep. So we started, so I guess a bit of history really is when we first came to the farm, I didn't know anything about farming. So that was kind of the one sector. I'd done a bit of work in viticulture, but that was about the limit of my ag experience. And um, when we first came, I started seeing these things that were just happening on the farm. So problems that would pop up over and over again. I would see people driving up in tractors and driving back and driving back and, and, and carrying stuff from one part of the farm all the way to another farm, part of the farm, you know, two kilometers away. And I was thinking, this isn't, this is a bit funny. Like, why is it, why are we all doing all of this? Because it seems like a lot of waste. And yet we're spending, you know, 15, 16 hour days at work. So we were having really long hours. Um, the farm was in a typical kind of um, roster, which was 11 on three off. But there's some farms that you hear that are, you know, 22 days on and two days off. Um, but we were on 11 three and, I, and people were working long hours. And I was seeing all these things and I was thinking, well, no wonder we're not working long hours. And there's a lot of inefficiencies in what we're doing. And I, I started trying to work out, well, why is this? And so I started realizing, oh, my goodness, actually, farming is the most perfect place to be applying all this lean stuff that I've been teaching all these other companies around the place. And so we thought, well, let's try it out. Let's try it out on our farm and see if it really works. And that's what we did. So about four or five years ago, we started applying some of the basic lean tools on farm. So we started with, you know, just some basic processes, um, putting in place visual management to make information clear. So rather than um, one person being on a tractor and another person on the quad and they drive past each other and they stop for two seconds and have a little mini meeting about what needs to happen. It was more structured, you know, so that everyone was in the picture rather than just the two people that had communicated. Um, we started putting in place some basic workplace organizations so that people could find tools always in the same place rather than running around the farm looking for things or phoning five different people asking, have you seen the, you know, forks, the tractor forks, or have you seen the grubber or whatever it was? Um, so we started applying some of these things and we started seeing some, you know, immediate uh, results. And I guess some of the things that really worked for us was um, immediately one of our big priorities was reducing work hours. So that was when I first started join, you know, become involved in farming. The thing that really struck me was the really long work hours. 
And I thought this is just not sustainable. Many other industries don't work like that. So farmers are putting in these crazy work hours and, and it's just not sustainable. Um, and so that was our real priority is reducing work hours. So getting more out of our day by being efficient, but not working more hours as a result, really reducing it. And our, our ideal is to have a 40 hour work week. That's where we wanna be. So we very quickly with some simple things like standardized work practices, we were able to go down to a five day, two day roster. And everyone has at least one weekend day. And that's made a massive difference, obviously, to the whole team because we're working and we're getting better results with the same amount of people working less hours. And it started just proving that these concepts are actually work, working, being better organized, you know, having really clear processes, people know, knowing what they need to do, when they need to do things, um, being well coordinated so that you don't have duplication and all of that kind of stuff really started making, I guess, a big impact um, to everyone. And so your staff have been, um, I guess, a really important um, part of this process. Absolutely, yeah. How have they embraced the changes you've implemented? So if you do have a team, and I have to stop and say, you know, even if you're a farmer that doesn't have a team and you're, it's a sort of owner-operated business, this stuff is totally relevant. It's probably even more important for you because um, you will be working crazy hours trying to manage everything. And you probably won't be able, you're probably in a position where you're not taking holidays, for example, and you most certainly won't be taking weekends. And you're probably worried if you do take a holiday, how's the business going to survive, right? So there'll be a lot of people in that position. And this is really, this, the lean philosophy is so applicable to you as well, because it helps you be better organized. It helps you have systems in place so that if you need to bring someone in for a week or two, they can immediately understand what they need to do. And you don't have to worry about, you know, things going wrong. Um, but if you have a team, absolutely, it's also important because, um, you've got a whole heap of people that need to be coordinated and need to understand what's going on. And so if you are applying this, you need to have the team involved in the whole process. And we've, we've made a big priority of having our team involved in the whole process. So any change that we do, any process that we develop, um, we the team are the ones that are doing it. So the team are driving it, they're coming up with ideas, they're, come, they're, they're doing it, implementing it. Um, etc so that they're really engaged in the process all the way through and if they're engaged they see the value in doing it they see the benefits to them the what's in it for me then they'll sustain it and that's the key you need to be able to sustain the stuff do you think coming in blind for you as far as not having any preconceived ideas about what should be happening on the farm do you think that's an advantage absolutely look absolutely it definitely is um, and I think that both my, my husband also came from a totally, so he, while he'd grown up on the farm, he also had spent, you know, 15 years overseas doing completely different stuff, working in policy and, and stuff like that. And so he was kind of new to the farm as well, and he didn't have any preconceived ideas either. And so what the advantage there is, is that we can question. And what, what I say that I'm, that my main strength, I don't know how to be a farmer, really. What I do know how to do is ask why. So all I do is challenge and say, well, why are we doing that? Why do we have to do it like that? How else can it be done? Is there a better way, right? And then I sometimes come up with some wacky ideas that we try. <laughs> but um, that's the biggest, and, and I think that's the biggest challenge for farmers is to really let go of things that they're doing and, and start to question, well, 
do we really need to do it this way? Is there a better way? Is there some completely different way we can be doing it? Um, and that's, yeah, that's most certainly one of the hardest steps for farmers to overcome, um, for them to start, I guess, accepting and utilizing some of these tools and, and thinking. And so what are some of the examples of things that you might have done on your farm? Like, um, I think you've mentioned previously, there was um, with teat sealing, you've, you've overhauled that process. How's, how's that looked on the ground for you guys? Yep, yep. so we just actually had our um, refresher training this morning um, with the team because we start that next week. Um, and so we, we were doing a typical dry off process like most dairy farmers would do where you, we've got rotary platforms, so 50 bale rotary platforms. So we'd bring 50 cows onto the rotary. We'd have the team, you know, select a section of the rotary and, and do all the process on, on those cows and then move to the next lot of cows. And then after everyone had finished that batch of 50, they'd take them off the platform and bring in the next batch. So very much batch processing. Um, and so a, a couple of years, seasons ago, two or three seasons ago, we thought, well, we've got this really cool facility. It's a, called a moving platform. And realistically, that moving platform, it's just like a moving assembly line on the car shop floor, right? And so we thought, well, why are we people moving when the thing is moving? Why don't we utilize the motion of this platform instead of us running around like headless chickens, right? And so we thought, well, what can we do to break down this process and make it simpler? And so basically what we did was we allocated zones. So we had uh, two bale zones marked out on the floor and each team member took over just one small part of the actual dry cow process. So obviously we do the dry cow only on a certain select group of cows. Um, and then the rest of the herd is just teat sealed. So we had a process for the ones that just do dry cow and then the ones that do only teat seal. Um, and what that involved was having a small breakdown of the process. So the first person would only teat, uh, sorry, wipe the, the um, back teats. The second person would do the teat sealing. Um, the third person would do the of the back teats, oh sorry, dry cow of the back teats. The third person would do teat seal of the back teats, teats um, and so forth. And so each, based on the amount of people that we had, so we had about seven people that can do the process. So we could break down the job elements into seven little bits. And this each bit was the same time. So it took a roughly the same time. And so what that means is we can basically have our rotary spinning at a set cycle time that is the same as how long it takes to do each of those job components. And so then what happens is that the cows go onto the platform and it's already moving. So we're doing our job while the platform and the cows are moving past. Obviously it's set at a speed that we can actually do the job to a high standard. But what that allows is it means that A, the cows are less stressed because they're essentially going onto a moving platform. So it's just like going onto a milk to, to do a milking, right? They're moving around. So they don't, they're getting way less stress, which means it's way less messy. Whereas when they're in there in a batch, they're essentially potentially there for half an hour, 45 minutes waiting, standing for everybody to finish their bitch. So they get stressed and they start making a lot more mess. So the process is a lot cleaner this way. The process is a lot easier for the team member because they only have to focus on one element of the job. They're not having to remember, have I, um, you know, dry cowed all four teats? Have I sealed, teat sealed all of them? Have I wiped all of them? Um, have I marked the cows the right way? 
they don't have to remember all of that. They only are focusing on one small element of the job. So it's much easier for the team. It, the process is a lot cheaper. We actually saved, so between the previous season of our old process um, and the last season of the new process, we saved, I think our costs reduced by 26% because you're much more focused. You're not wasting um, things. Things aren't dropping. The treatments aren't dropping on the ground, et cetera, because you're much more organized. The, the um, time of this process reduced by 66%. With the new process, we usually start about 9am and we're finished by 11am. So significant reduction in time. And we one of the big risks was um, what the quality was like. Is this going to create mastitis? Because there's a slight delay. But actually the delay is no bigger than when you imagine you're doing your, your dry off, then you're walking away to go and find some tsetse or coming back. You can imagine there's delays all through that process, right? When in the traditional type of process. So the delay is actually a lot quicker, shorter in this new process. Um, and so we work, but that was a risk. So we actually monitored, we've got quite a lot of data collection. So we monitored our mastitis week by week from the period of basically the start of, um, so from the end of July all the way through to January. And our mastitis dropped by around 50%. So it just proved that the process worked, that it was much cleaner, we got a better quality out of it, it was less costly, it was easier, less stress for the animals, et cetera. So that one particular process, we really transformed how we did it. And when we've had new people come and join us, they just can't believe how easy the process is. Normally it's just dry, dry off is a tedious process that no one likes, it's messy, et cetera, tiring. Um, when people are joining this new process and they've never done it before, they just can't believe how much easier the process is. And I think this one was a real, real win for our team where the team really saw that just changing process. We didn't invest in any new technology or anything like that. You know, we didn't do anything fancy. All we, we bought one fancy trolley, which was $80, so that our stuff could be right next to where we use it. Um, instead of all over the floor and, you know, everywhere, all we did was change the way we do it, the process, um, and it created incredible results. So that was a real wow. This actually works for the, for the team. So change is never easy. Um, what are some key takeaways, I suppose, that um, you can give farmers for making it work on their farm? So... I guess you need to understand on your farm, what's the burning platform for you? So is it your work hours? Is it communication that you just don't seem to, you know, get what you need out of your team? Is it cost? Is it that you're over budget? You, you can't keep your costs down and you're not making profit. So whatever your burning platform on your farm is, and it will be different for every, every farmer, um, you'll need to understand what that is and then apply the right tools to help you with that. And Lean most certainly can help in all of those kind of things. Um, it's about realistically in a simple term, it's about working smarter, not harder. And it, it's about really getting more out of what, what you have rather than less um, without compromising quality, animal welfare, safety, all of those things. So it's very holistic. It takes into account all of those things. Um, and starting by 
getting stuff out of your head. So a real burden for farmers, um, you know, particularly with mental health and all of these issues that are that farming is facing, is that we keep a lot of stuff in our heads. Most farmers will have everything in their head. And that's creating a lot of clutter in your head and a lot of unnecessary stress. And by taking that out and using some lean tools like visual management, visualizing, you know, your tasks, your actions, responsibilities, your grazing plans, your key metrics, um, what your farm looks like, even having a farm map, getting all of that out of your head and visualizing it not only helps you if you're an owner operator, um, by giving you much better control and much better understanding of what you need to prioritize and, and, and that kind of stuff and better planning. But also more importantly, if you've got a team, it helps your team understand what's going on. So rather than you having to say something 10 times and then that message get interpreted differently by your team, having everything out there in a visual format helps your team to understand and be on the same page in a way that's useful for them so that you're getting the right outcomes out of the team and everyone is focused on the right priorities, you're getting actions actually done. So um, there's some really basic tools that just make your life easier and help you get your results, the results that you want in a much more effective way. So Yanni, you've taken your knowledge from the corporate world and implemented it on a dairy farm. Is there anything that dairy farmers can take, could teach the corporate world? Yeah, look, absolutely. I think that one amazing thing about farmers is just their diver the diversity of their roles. And most certainly in the corporate world, you do very specific things. Whereas when you think about a farmer, they're a HR person one minute, they're a mechanic the next minute, they're a vet the next minute, they're a pasture expert the next minute. These days they're an environmental specialist as well. So they have got so many hats and they've got this amazing ability to be able to juggle all those hats and be across usually well, across all of those elements. So it's a real, an amazing ability of farmers that most certainly you don't really see in the corporate world where it's very much specialized in certain areas. Um, another thing is just the resilience. So farming is the real root, root, um, I guess, basics of, of, of life, really, what we do as um, farmers, it's the primary, you know, producing food. And, um, and it keeps farmers really grounded, I think, about what's really important. And I think that in the corporate world, you do get um, really easily, I guess, um, taken off with artificial stress. So I think a lot in, in, in corporate world, you, you have a lot of artificial stress, things that aren't actually important and, um, you know, built into different roles and things like that. Whereas farmers do have the ability to actually know what is important and to be able to really focus on fundamental things that are important and on core um, elements that are actually important, which often get missed in the corporate world because you get so taken away with all these other things um, that actually aren't important at all. So there's a lot of a, a lot more waste, I'd say, you know, in the corporate world, most certainly. So yeah, there's I guess some elements which, which makes farmers pretty special. What, um, so if we've got farmers sitting at home wondering, oh, I, it sounds like my farm, there's a few things I need to tidy up on, what, what can they do? Um, look, I can't reinforce enough, I guess, how transformational starting to apply some of these tools are. They're proven, they've been around for decades, so they really work. And 
from a farming perspective, I guess this is the reason why I wrote the book because a lot of farmers have never heard of this before. It's pretty common in outside of the farming um, you know, sector, but a lot of farmers haven't heard it. So I wrote the book, The Lean Dairy Farm, because I wanted a really simple resource that anybody could pick up if they've never heard of this before. They can just pick this book up and work through it and learn about this and see some really, so the book is full of really practical, simple examples from our farm, um, case studies and examples and photos and templates and things like that to help anyone be able to work through step by step and start to apply some of these um, really important tools into their farm business quite easily. Um, there's even little action plans in the book so that you know you really it really takes you step by step and it's just a really valuable resource and very valuable starting point for anybody. And, and it's a book that you can give anyone in your team. I've had so many farmers say that they bought the book for you know, their manager or one of their team. And the team just picked it up and said, wow, this is because they're the ones that are really impacted by all the frustrations and the stuff that goes wrong. You know, it's the team that gets impacted by that. And so when they start, start seeing that they've got these tools that they can use to really improve the way that they do things and improve their life and their work, it makes a big difference. Um, and it, so the, the book is a really great resource to start. Thanks, Yana. It sounds like um, I know we've got some tidying up to do on our farm and some trimming down, if you like. So I'd like to thank you for your time and for joining us on Dairy Pod today. No worries at all. Great to talk to you, Michelle. Thanks to Yana and Michelle. We're not normally big on product promotions on this podcast, but I do reckon Yana's book, The Lean Dairy Farm, should be a must read for anyone trying to improve their farm business efficiency. You can find it online at Amazon, Booktopia and all the big bookstores. And if all of that has got you thinking about how to run your farm business more efficiently, then Dairy Australia also has plenty of programs and information available for you as well. One of the latest offerings is the new online farm business snapshot tool, which provides analysis of the historical business performance of the farm, helping farmers to better understand production costs and overall profitability. The reports will provide additional information to support the decision-making process and enable farmers to take actions in their business that best suit their needs. Benchmarking is one of the best ways to review your business, enabling you to determine strengths and weaknesses and identify opportunities to increase profit and manage risk, something I think Yana would also approve of. You can also learn more about the Farm Business Snapshot tool and how it can help your farm at an online webinar at noon on Monday the 28th of June. You can register for this webinar or find out more about the Farm Business Snapshot tool at dairyaustralia.com.au forward slash FBS. We should also mention that the project is supported by the Department of Agriculture through funding from the Australian Government. Well, that's it for this episode. As always, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, or indeed wherever else you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear about any topics or special guests you'd like covered in future podcasts. If you have any ideas, feel free to drop us an email at dairypod at dairyaustralia.com.au. Thanks for listening and bye for now.